Well, um, I'd like to say thank you guys for letting me have this opportunity. Um, really is a blessing. My intention today is not to tell you so much of uh, the emotional reasons or circumstances around why I decided to do missions. If you want to know about that, I'm more than happy to tell you. But what I do want to do is tell you the reasons that I hold on to. Um, and those reasons come from Scripture. So, first, and I'm just going to have you turn to a whole bunch of different Scriptures uh, that really help me focus on missions and the reasons for it and the necessity for it. Uh, the first one comes from Romans 1, starting at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Um... That right there just tells us that all of humankind is guilty before God. People talk about, well, what about that person in the deepest, darkest part of, of Africa who's never heard about God? Um, well, he goes to hell too because he's not innocent. Well, why isn't he innocent? Because God's been revealed to him through nature. His eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly perceived by all humankind. There's not a single person on this planet who is innocent and who cannot be held accountable for, for saying, but God, you didn't show me enough. God showed enough. God showed enough. And... Um, there's just some frightening instances that I want you guys to look look at me with. Uh, first off is Isaiah 6, um, starting in verse 1. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple, and above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. And with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one said to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah cries out woe upon himself, because he realizes his depravity in front of, of a holy God. Revelation 5, starting at verse 1. Now then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written with within and on the back, sealed with seven seals, and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? And no one, no one in heaven or earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. What do those, what do those two instances hold in common? Look at Isaiah 6, 
at Revelation 5. And what are they holding in common? People are seeing a holy God, and they're not seeing a Savior. We could go on in Isaiah chapter 6. You could look at Isaiah 6, starting at verse 6. And it talks about how an, an angel, a seraphim, takes the tongs, or takes with a coal from the, from the altar with tongs and puts it up against Isaiah's lips and says, Your iniquity, your sins are atoned for. But for about 7 billion people in the world, there is no verse 6. We could look on in this, in Revelation 5, and starting at verse 6 here. John sees the Savior, the slain lamb, the slain lamb. But first he saw the world, and he weeped loudly. Why did he weep loudly? Why would he weep loudly? Because no one was found in heaven or on earth who could open the seals. He saw the world without Jesus. And it broke him, and he weeped. <laughs> there's something wrong with me if I'm not weeping. Because there's a world out there that doesn't know Jesus. And there's people out there who don't even have a chance of knowing Jesus. There are people out there, like, you have two different categories in, uh, in missions where the, the unreached people are, in, are involved. You have unreached, which means that, um, and Andy explained this the other week, which means that less than 2% is evangelical Christian. But what it means more than that is there's no functioning church where people come together and meet and then create disciples in amongst themselves and evangelize. And then you have unengaged, which means there's absolutely no missionary whatsoever trying to reach those people. But those people who have absolutely no missionary whatsoever trying to tell them about the Savior have just enough knowledge about God to send them to hell. Then there's something wrong with me because I'm not crying right now. It's like, it's like having the death of Jesus without having the resurrection. Like Jesus died, and he didn't raise. And Paul says, if Jesus didn't raise, we of all men are most to be pitied. Because we have no hope in the world. John's response in Revelation chapter 5 is the correct response for all any person out there who doesn't know Jesus. The tribes, um, I'm especially thinking of Ecuador, um, they run around like they know that, uh, that they're evil. They know the world's bad. Um, When, when the Ecuador Five, so, you know, Nate Saint, Jim Elliott, um, and the rest of those guys, Ed McCulley, and, uh, part of the reason they knew, they knew some of the language, and part of that was because a young girl from the tribe that killed them 
had escaped from amongst the tribe. They had got, she had gotten across the river. And you know why she got across the river? Because she was tired of the killing. Like, she was like, so they know there's evil out there. And they want a way out. But just escaping across the river isn't going to give them what they really need. They really need a savior. They really need a savior. Romans chapter 10 tells us, starting in verse 11, For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So we know this, that if only those poor people who just escape across the river to try and find salvation, if they just called upon the name of the Lord and believed in him, they would be saved. But he goes on, verse 14, Romans 10. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. We need to be those people. Because in all honesty, in the world where something Christians are something of a minority, especially like American Christians, because we've got the resources and the education and the, and the, the ability to do it. Um... And I recognize it's not everyone's calling, so when I say, like, we need to do this, don't think I'm speaking especially to you, but I am trying to pour out my heart. Because I'm looking, I'm looking for a day, the day of the Lord when he'll come back. One of my favorite missionary passages comes from Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, 31 speaks about um, the new covenant that God will make. He says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor, and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no longer. This verse has been of great comfort to me when I think of people like my best friend Cages who gave up everything and went to Lebanon. I think of people like, you guys know missionaries? 
Think about them. People like just, I could think of a half a dozen people right off the top of my head. The Dorans, the Cups, the Shannons, Miranda, Cresa, Mike. These people who I love dearly, they all left, and I wouldn't have And if I had the ability to make them stay, I wouldn't have. Because they need to go. Because people need to know that there's a Savior out there who can save them. And so one day, I'm going to leave you guys. Like I left my family in Texas. And I'm going to cry on that day because I love you guys. But I'm not going to stay. Because people need to know that they abide under the wrath of God. And there's only one person in the entire world who can save them. And that's Jesus. We say there is a, such a thing as a great commission. Go into all the nations and make disciples. And that means our neighborhood, right? Shame on us if we're not doing that. Because if we're not doing that, is that commission really that great to us? We don't have to go to other places. But we must preach the gospel to a dying world. Because there's so many people who are stuck where John in Revelation 5 was stuck. And I wept loudly because no one was found in heaven or earth who was worthy to open seals. God, Father, make us a holy people who are ready to do your will, whatever that may be in whatever context, but that we would do it with a sense of urgency and compassion and the power that you provide. Lord, give us grace day by day to do what you have called us to and give us wisdom to act it out. Only you have the power to save and you have given us this message and this command to go and tell those who don't know the good news of the kingdom of God that there is a way in and the way in is called Jesus the Son of God Amen